Welcome to the Your Next Best Step podcast, where it's all about real experiences, real lessons, real hurdles, and everything in between. I'm Teresa Cantley, and I'm bringing you over 20 years experience in business, leadership, and marketing to help you shift out of your corporate thinking and into being an entrepreneur so you can maximize your results, build and empower your team, and make a bigger impact. It's time to turn your ideas into innovation, and that's only the beginning. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Your Next Best Step podcast. My husband and I were just having a conversation about the fact that I say, yeah, no. Like, I guess, is that a thing? I mean, I know my best friend, she used to say it all the time, and I... I don't know if I got it from her or what, but yeah, like I'm like, yeah, you know, like, (laughs) I don't know, kind of funny, right? Anyway, (laughs) welcome back to another episode of the Your Next Best Step podcast. And again, happy new year. Um, I am looking forward to a very successful, exciting, um, amazing 2022 2021, 2020, and then 2021 were just super, super hard years, super, um, just, I mean, especially for me personally, last year was very, very difficult. We, we had a lot of loss, um, in our life and a lot of learning too, a lot of growth, a lot of, um, change, a lot of learning to do, um, learning a lot about ourselves, um, my husband and I, and, just about how much we can actually handle, but also, you know, learning how to let go of a lot of stuff. And it was just a, it was a very, it was a very, very challenging year. And I know it's been a very challenging uh, time for a lot of businesses. Um, I know 2020 was difficult, you know, with COVID and the shutdowns and the whole thing, but a lot of people have told me that 2021 was worse than 2020 because in 2021, it was okay. We opened up, but we only opened up at a limited capacity. And then the real struggle came in with trying to get people to come back to work. So today we are actually going to talk about the pitfalls that really happen that are happening right now when people are trying to hire. And I know hiring right now is a severe struggle with many people. I know initially it was hard because there was the whole thing with unemployment and the stimulus and, you know, all of that. And whether or not that was why people weren't coming back to work was because of the stimulus payments that they were getting. And I mean, who knows? Okay. But I know that it has been a challenge for people to hire and retain good employees. And in the episode last week, I talked a lot about um, really what is a company culture. And this plays into hiring and retaining good employees. Okay. But really defining what a good uh, culture is, what a healthy um, culture is, right? And I don't care if you are a one person shop or if you have, you know, a thousand employees you need to make sure that you have a very well-defined, healthy uh, company culture for a variety of reasons, okay? It's one of the most important things that you really need to do. And as we talked about, a lot of businesses were really exposed for, you know, not doing things 
great, um, you know, during COVID. Okay. They were exposed for a lot of different industries really for not treating employees particularly fabulous, you know, and really, you know, focusing on the wrong things, I should say. So we talked about that in the last episode, but going along with that, um, I want to talk about, because I know a lot of people are struggling. It's one of the biggest struggles with small business owners is to hire good people. Okay. I know in a lot of the, um, services industry, um, or I shouldn't say services industry and in industries like retail and restaurant, um, the, the, um, salon industry. Okay. I know a lot of people when COVID happened said, all right, I don't want to do this anymore because there's no certainty here. I mean, they were all industries. Number one, they were all industries that got exposed for underpaying, overworking people, but also there are industries where people rely heavily on tips, um, or people are compensated, on like they have a lower base and then they rely on either commission or like I said, tips. Okay. In an industry like that, but in those different industries, the salon industry, the the retail industry, the restaurant industry, um, and even industries like the yoga industry. Okay. When everything got shut down, it was like their, you know, their, their, um, way of living went away. Okay. And I know a lot of people, um, I've read a lot of reports and and things where people in those industries said, I don't want this uncertainty. I need, I need like a safety net here and decided to take more traditional jobs. Okay. Uh, with regular hours in, you know, a more quote unquote stable environment. Okay. Going into office work. Okay. Working in an office or working for a larger company where they're able to work remotely, work normal hours. Okay. Doing administrative tasks. All right. Or, you know, just switching completely doing a career shift. I mean, I know people who got out of the salon industry and ended up going into, you know, working in customer service, um, at large corporations or even went back to school and to learn a new trade or do something different. Okay. So bottom line is a lot of stuff shifted again, a lot of things shifted. And as we talked about in the last episode, my opinion is that businesses were focused on the wrong things and, and quite frankly, still are, um, they focus more heavily on external results, bottom line, instead of really focusing on what's the most important stakeholder in the business, the most important piece of your business, which is happy, healthy employees. Okay. Because they're going to make everything happen. If you don't have employees, what are you going to do? Right. So I wanted to talk about today, these, these, and there's three pitfalls. Okay. And there's probably more, but these are like the three main pitfalls that I see. Okay. Cause I talk to a lot of business owners on a regular basis and it's the same thing that keeps coming up over and over and over again. Cause I get calls where it's like, Teresa, I can't hire people. We can't hire good people or I hire somebody. And then they quit two days later. I don't understand, you know, yada, yada, yada. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of things involved in that. Okay. Lack of processes, um, lack of systems, systems and processes don't speak to each other, lack of training. Okay. So there's, there's all kinds of different things, but talking about the pitfalls when you're actually hiring someone. 
Okay. There are three that I see that keep coming up time and time again, and they're ones that you want to try and avoid. All right. Because more than more often than not, they are going to prevent you from finding and then hiring good people. Okay. Because again, as I said, you know, it was the great resignation where people were just walking out of their jobs because they couldn't take it anymore because the stress was too much. The, the it was frustrating. Um, people weren't understanding like bought like, um, owners and managers and bosses weren't understanding. Um, and really like I've heard many cases where managers were like almost taking advantage of the fact that they had this seniority and this ability, um, this leadership role in a business and, you know, taking mega advantage of employees that worked underneath them. So people are tired of that. Okay. They are, they've, they've had it, they're done. Um, and it doesn't mean, you know, when you are looking at your employees and when you're working with your employees, it doesn't mean that you excuse bad behavior. And it doesn't mean that you say, Oh, I don't want to, you know, risk losing them. Cause I've seen this a lot too, where people hold on to really, you know, poor, uh, Employees that have really bad behaviors, have really bad attitudes, are just really, really toxic, holding on to them because they're afraid to let them go because they are having trouble hiring. Okay. And that's that's the other side of it, where you know, you hold on to an employee who is who is not doing their job, who is causing, um, issues with other people, um, holding on to them is going to be, um, is going to waste so much money, number one, and it is going to be like a bigger cost to the business than really anything else. Okay. So that's the other side of it. All right. But you also, when you're hiring people, you also want to think about who it is that you really need in a position. Okay. And people, one of the giant pitfalls right now, um, this isn't even one of the three, but this is something that I see so often is people hire on the fly. People want to hire on the fly. They, they're just like, we just need to fill a bot. We just need to put a body in a space. I don't care. We just need bodies. So we're just going to fill the space and they hire on the fly. Well, guess what? You are going to always, when you have that motivation or that intention behind hiring someone, it is never, ever, ever going to work out. Never. And just putting bodies in positions because you need it, you need to fill a space because you're short staffed is never going to work either. Because again, especially if you don't have processes and systems and education and training and all that stuff in place prior, it's just never going to work. Okay. Because more often than not, you're just going to get a person who doesn't really care about what they're doing. They don't really care about what the business, what the business's greater purpose is. And again, it's not going to align with anything. And you're going to end up spending more time, energy, effort, money than you really, you know, have available to you right now and not going to turn out well. All right. So hiring on the fly is never, ever, ever a good idea. Never. 
I don't care what industry you're in. You always want to, before you hire, think about who that person is that you really need in that position. Okay. And in that role. All right. I have seen, uh, I've seen that backfire. I can't even tell you how many times it's a lot. Let's just put it that way. So that's one of the pitfalls. All right. Is hiring on the fly. And the result from that, again, is, you know, hiring somebody who's going to end up costing you a lot more than anything else would, okay, than lost revenue because you don't have enough people. Having a toxic employee or an employee who isn't doing their job, who, who doesn't fit the role, you're going to end up spending way more money on them um, and costing, costing your business more than you know, losing revenue because you can't have, you know, everything open because you don't have enough staff. All right. So let's talk about the three big pitfalls besides those two. (laughs) Number one is you don't need to hire within your industry. All right. I've seen this a lot and I've talked about it a lot with the restaurant industry, especially right now, you know, you have people that were in the restaurant industry that wanted to get out and go into an admin role. You also have people in the restaurant industry and there are, there's are, there's people like this, like all over. Okay. Where they know that employers are really struggling to hire people. And a lot of businesses start, have started to look desperate. So you have those people who are using this to their advantage. Not a good thing. Okay. So thinking about, and again, this goes back to who is it that you really need? Okay. Who is it that you want in this position? And remembering that they don't necessarily need to be someone who has a ton of experience in the industry that you're in. So you don't necessarily need someone who has a ton of retail experience in order to work at a retail store. Okay. You could have somebody who has, who was an HR person and they want to switch, um, industries and they've decided that they want to go into retail. All right. Or you could have somebody who used to work, um, you know, in customer service. And again, now they want to do, they want to work in a retail store or even restaurants. All right. You could have somebody who, has no restaurant experience whatsoever. They've never worked in a restaurant. All right. But somebody who, you know, maybe taught yoga or somebody who has those people skills. Okay. So you don't necessarily need to hire someone who's got, you know, industry experience. All right. What you do need is you need to be super clear on who it is that you need in your role, in that role, whatever role it is that you're hiring for. So number two that goes along with this is we don't necessarily want to or need to hire for those physical skills. Okay. So again, just because somebody has never worked in the restaurant industry and they don't have skills to carry a tray or to, you know, balance, whatever, doesn't mean that you can't teach them those things. I always tell people who, who have worked for me, or I always Um, you know, when I'm working with my clients, if I'm working in the fractional COO role for them, I always say to them, I can teach anybody hard skill. I can teach anybody how to use word, how to use Excel, how to, how to those hard skills that you need for a job. Okay. The things that you can't teach are the ones that are internal, the inherent skills. Okay. So 
this is a giant pitfall because a lot of people want to hire based on those physical that those industry related or physical skills, I call them. Okay. And that's when they find people who don't really give a shit. They only want to make money. They don't care about the company. They are hard to work with and they end up not working out. All right. So again, it goes back to who do you need for the position? All right. What kind of, what kind of person do you need in this role? Do you need somebody who is really good, has really good interpersonal skills? Do you need somebody who has a really good positive outlook? Do you need somebody who is a quick thinker, is a problem solver? Okay. Or do you need somebody, do you need somebody who is a problem solver or do you need somebody who is like super, you know, good with multiple tasks? Okay. And really thinking about really what, who do you need in that role? Okay. Just because somebody doesn't have the skills to be able to carry a tray doesn't mean you can't teach them that, but if they have the skills to, they're a self-starter, they are very goal oriented. They are really good with people and they have really good interpersonal skills. They speak well, those hold more weight than the physical, because you can always teach the industry skills. You can always teach those physical skills. You can't teach work ethic. You can't teach drive. You can't teach dedication. You can't teach any of that stuff. Okay. So really getting clear on who it is that you need in that role. And when you're interviewing, okay, making sure that you set up the interview in a way that you can have a discussion all right. Around. So tell me what your goals are. Like, tell me, tell me what values are most important to you. Tell me like, so you can really start to get an idea of who they are and what they're about. Okay. The other thing that's a really good tool is doing some kind of, um, personality profile test. Okay. There's disc, there's strengths finder, there's Myers-Briggs. Um, there, I mean, there's so many of them out there. I personally, I like Myers-Briggs. I like DISC. Um, and I do like the Strengths Finder. There's a book that's associated with it. But I do like Myers-Briggs and DISC because what it does is it helps you to really understand the person, how they handle certain situations, how they work with management, how they work with others, um, how they solve problems, how they, you know, all those types of things. Okay. So you can help them to develop the physical skills, but you can also make sure that you are strengthening those inherent skills that that person has and also helping them to work on the ones that aren't so strong. Okay. So, so that's number two is don't hire for the physical skills. All right. And the industry related skills. And the third one is (laughs) don't people that are, are hiring right now. Number one, you don't want to come across desperate. And number two, you also have to remember that you are being interviewed as much as you are being the interview, like you are being the interviewer. Okay. People remember the job pool. There's a lot of people looking for employees. There's a lot of people who are struggling to find employees. So you have to figure out what sets you apart from everybody else. You have to figure out what makes you different and convey that to the person. Okay. You need them just as much in some cases, even more than they need you. 
Okay. But again, you want to make sure that you are not coming across desperate. And I know a lot of businesses have started to look like this, that they're just desperate to hire anybody. And that never, ever, ever works out. So you want to make sure that you, you know what your core values are. You know, you have that clearly defined company culture. Okay. You know the vision for the business and you also know who it is that you want on your team. Okay. You know the type of people that you want on your dream team. All right. Are they, is your dream team? I, I am one that teaches when you work with me in the business growth formula, we talk heavily about building a high growth, self-led, highly empowered, high impact dream team. And what that means is they are focused on growth again, internal skills. Okay. They are focused on learning more. Okay. Number two, they are focused on, they don't necessarily want somebody to tell them what to do all the time, that they're empowered, um, to do their job and do it very well. All right. So really determining what makes you different? What sets you apart from anybody else in your industry? And why would that person want to work there? Okay. You don't necessarily need to say, this is why you want to work here. But when you have the culture defined, when you have and understand your core values, when you know the vision and the future that you're trying to create, when you're just talking about it and you're explaining it, it just, all of those other things just become apparent without even saying them. Okay. Don't focus on the, and I I've seen this a lot in interviews too, where it's like, um, we're looking for somebody who has three years experience. We're looking for somebody who has a master's degree. We're looking for somebody. This is what we want to pay you. This is what, this is when we need you to work. Okay. This is when we need you to work. All right. Like doing all of those things is what, again, starts to, starts to make it seem cold starts to make it seem like you're just hiring a, a, a body, not a human being. You're just hiring a number, not a human being. But the more you can talk about, okay, this is what we're trying to accomplish. And these, this is what we're, you know, um, this is, this is where we're trying to, this is where our, our business is going. And this is what we're looking forward to. And it, it'll start to come up and it'll start to be apparent that this is what, the job is going to entail. And this is what is going to be expected of you. And it just makes things so much more clear. So remember, everybody is struggling to hire right people right now, but you can cut through all of that by avoiding these pitfalls and making sure that you are showing up as the leader, that you are showing up and showing that this is a great place to work. Um, there's a lot of great benefits here. And we would love to have you on board as part of our dream team. Okay. So I hope this episode helped you. Um, again, there is not an industry out there that isn't impacted by this. Okay. However, you don't have to have this continue on for long periods of time. You can cut through it by taking some time to define what's really important for the business, what the business stands for and who you need on your team. All right. Have a great rest of your week and I will see you soon. Bye for now.